I know Bijan Robinson will be a good pick because I have trust in Arthur Smith's play calling. So says my guest on today's Locked On Falcons. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black, and, of course, the very humble host of this illustrious Locked on Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, occasionally writing content over at The Falcoholic. You can go over to The Falcoholic right now to see my latest article breaking down why, you know, everybody gets it wrong with Desmond Ritter been covering his team for many years. And, of course, you know, I thank everyone that makes Locked on Falcons their first listen each and every day. Of course, follow in the footsteps of the everydayers by subscribing, following for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a five-star rating uh, if you can on your preferred podcast platform. So today's episode, I will be joined by Jarvis Davis. This is Jarvis's first time on the podcast in like six, seven weeks uh, now since the end of free agency. So we'll get Jarvis's thoughts on the Falcons draft class. We'll get Jarvis's thoughts on still some remaining holes on the Falcons roster and, and, Maybe we can call the New York Jets and Joe Douglas to hook us up to fill some of those holes. We'll get into that. And we'll talk to Jarvis about what sort of stretch of games in the 2023 season on the Falcons schedule. Now that it's been finalized, you know, is he focused on to see sort of as the measuring stick or litmus test for this Falcon team? So we'll jump into that conversation right now with Jarvis Davis of the ATL Day Ones podcast here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. All right, everyone, you are back with another illustrious guest here on the Locked On Falcons podcast. And of course, that is none other than my good friend Jarvis Davis, the co-host of the ATL Day Ones podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta podcast family. As you can tell, Jarvis is wearing a shirt today. We <laughs> talked last time we had Jarvis on was at the end of March, and he promised on this podcast that if the Falcons took an edge rusher, yes. he would take off a shirt upload a video and you know do all this craziness and unfortunately we did not get that because the falcons wound up taking Bijan robinson the running back from texas now we're a couple weeks removed from that selection jarvis and yes, from what bro. i understand you know you're still not necessarily a fan of the position that the falcons drafted but you are a fan of the player that the falcons drafted Let's talk about, you know, where are you at with Bijan as well as the rest of this Falcons 2023 draft class now that we've had our first looks at these guys in rookie minicamp. Man, first of all, I, let me say this, man. Like, for a lot of people who – I'm not – I'd never be the type of guy that would just hammer down and just hang on to a, a certain take, be honest with you, because I've, I've always been a guy – my 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 take evolves. So – you know, like I said, I didn't like the position. Like I'm, I'm sitting up here. I was, I started. I poured me a shot of uh, some good brown liquor when they, when they took Bijan Robinson. My wife heard me. She was like, "Oh, I guess you didn't like the first round pick." She yelled from upstairs. She was like, "I guess you didn't like it." I was like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> so, but like when you think about it, just from a football standpoint, man, just think about like all of the weapons. You talking about Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier. Cordell Patterson. That's a whole formation within itself right there. And like, you don't know who's going to line up where, you know what I mean? So I think that, you know, uh, 
after kind of, you know, letting it settle in, I started thinking about all the creativity that Arthur Smith is going to be able to work with this year. And and one thing that I know, and I'll say this on my show plenty of times, I trust Arthur Smith when it comes to a play calling and putting these guys in position to be able to succeed. So ha- adding a, a, a guy like B. John Robinson to that room, I really feel like this is going to be something that is going to be interesting to watch on Sundays. And I had a good feeling that – those locked on Falcons postcasts are going to be very interesting this year, one way or the other. <laughs> Absolutely. That is, that is a promise that we can keep here on this podcast. Um, let's talk a little bit about the other players selected. You know, now that you've let it marinate a little bit, you know, are there any other selections that stand out in your mind, positive, negative, or any way in between? You know what, man? Matthew Bergeron is very interesting um, because. I got a chance to kind of check out his film once the, once the Falcons draft him because, you know me, man, I'm always like Senior Bowl is like my annual trip. I know you guys got your chance to go down there for the first time this year. And and I I love a lot, a lot of those guys that they, they bring down there. You can tell those guys, um, um, they do a really good job at bringing guys down there. Like they bring some good talent down there. So burst run. Um, is one that's interesting because he had never, you know, played the guard position ever. And he was a left tackle uh, exclusively in college. And I turned on his film, man, and the one thing that just really just stood out to me is the fact this dude has super balance, man. He's He has so much balance. Like, he's the type of guy that – one thing is that I always look for offensive linemen is, like, guys who stay off the ground. Like, if you're able to latch on to guys and not be falling all over, trying to cut guys all the time, like, those type of guys I like to stay away from. But Bergeron, he actually went against – it was actually a tape against Notre Dame, and he went against Isaiah Foskey, and he was giving him that work. Like, Foskey couldn't do anything with him. I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting, the fact that the Saints drafted him. So I was like, oh, he might not get a chance to go to him exclu- uh, uh, in the game because he he's moved down the spot. But I, I think that the guy showed that, hey, going against NFL-caliber talent, I can hold my own. And, um, and I think that, you know, with him playing hockey – they may have something to do with it because being able to skate around at that size and, and, and be able to stay up on the, on the ice, like that goes to show that he has a lot of good things going for himself. So I think that that's going to be the interesting one for him to be able to plug and play at that left guard spot. And Arthur Smith seems pretty confident that he's going to be able to do it and pull it off. So, you know, just getting a chance to, you know, uh, talk to him and up at minicamp – it's going to be really interesting to see what he looks like once they put the pads on. It's one thing to look a certain way with shorts and shorts and t-shirts on, but once you get those those pads on, I'm really interested to see how he's going to be able to hold his own, especially when he goes against nine seven. Absolutely, he will get tested in uh, training camp against some of these D linemen that the Falcons Absolutely. added this off season. Um, but we'll move the conversation from the Falcons 2023 draft class to some other um, players. I don't know. We'll we'll talk a little bit about the players the Falcons added after rookie minicamp, as well as what does this sort of mean for the remaining holes on the Falcons roster? That's that's the best segue I can come up with, guys, on the fly. But uh, we'll we'll get into that here with Jarvis Davis uh, of ATL Day Ones uh, as we continue today's Lockdown Falcons. So, of course, guys, still more to come on today's episode, but, you know, Let's make a fast break to FanDuel now that the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals are upon us with the NBA playoffs. And the great thing about FanDuel is new customers get a no sweat first bet 
up to $1,000. That means if your first bet doesn't win, you get bonus bets back up to $1,000. And of course, you can bet the NBA playoffs. You know, now that the draft is over, you can bet NFL season props, the Falcons in terms of making the Super Bowl, winning the NFC South, B. John Robinson, potentially being offensive rookie of the year. You can also bet, you know, for Major League Baseball, they have a great parlay builder where you can pick different players that you think are going to get a hit, a run, a homer in a game and, and put it together and, you know, bet a little to win a lot in a parlay. And there's no better place to do it all than at America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on and you'll get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, guys, uh, here with Jarvis Davis of ATL Day Ones uh, on this Locked On Falcons podcast, and always give a shout out to my everydayers out there that are checking out Locked On Falcons as their first listen, and you know, a special shout out for those everydayers that check out Locked On Falcons for the first listen, and then ATL Day Ones as well as hitting hard on the Locked On Sports Atlanta as their second listens of the day. So, uh, shout out to you everydayers, especially on today's episode, but. Jarvis, you got a chance to see some of these players in rookie minicamp. We know the Falcons seem to be signing a whole bunch of guys that were in camp over the weekend. You know, Lucas Dennis, the safety from the XFL, Slade Bolden, the wide receiver formerly of Alabama, Andre Smith, the special teams linebackers, bounced around the league a couple times with the Bills and, and the Panthers and, and another team that I'm probably blanking on. Uh, I thought you signed with the Red Stallions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's an amazing video, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, he was with the Titans. That's 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 why. <laughs> now, now, it, it, very appropriate. Uh, yes. Clifford Chapman, a six foot five corner safety type dude. Barry Wesley, uh, XFL guy player. I think he was like PFF's highest graded left tackle in the XFL this past year. I, I think there's probably another name or two. So yes. Clearly, the Falcons are not done churning the back end of the roster, upgrading that competition. But, you know, last time we talked, Jarvis, free agency was kind of winding down. Um, where do you feel like the Falcons, you know, because I think I asked you then, like, where do you feel like the Falcons need to address still left? You said left guard, I think. They got mm -hmm. Matthew Bergeron. Are yeah. there still some other areas that you think this team may or should address between now and the start of training camp? To be honest with you, I would say, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was wide receiver. But when you think about, you know, signing guys like uh, Scotty, Scotty Miller, uh, Penny Hart, they signed a wide receiver used to play, who came out of Georgia State. And then obviously, as you just mentioned, Slade Bolden. Those are some of the things that I really feel like it's it's going to be really interesting um, how that, that wide receiver room plays out. And it's obvious that they want competition because – um, there is somebody's not gonna make the club like <laughs> when all, all of those guys that just signed. So, um, but being that they got, uh, I feel like they got, they feel like they've gotten enough bodies to come in and to compete. Um, wide receiver is the only thing that really comes to mind for me because you know, there are a lot of unproven guys. You know, Scott Miller, he's had some success, you know, slot guy, you know, Penny Hart kind of bounced around. You know, Mac Hollins had his best year, uh, career year last year, so he's coming off of that. So you would assume that he will um, will build off of that, uh, given all of the the weapons that we we named earlier on that, that the Falcons have on offense. So um, I really think they might be okay, um, to be honest with you, unless unless and you know me, man. You know, I I feel like you can never 
have enough guys that can put the quarterback on the ground, man. So, you know, we got Bud Dupree, you know, he's healthy. He says he's healthy, you know. You know, Calais Campbell, he's going to be 38, you know, coming into the seat once the season starts. So, those guys are up there injury prone. So, you know, after June 1st, somebody's sitting around there that got cut because of salary reasons, you know. I wouldn't be mad if the Falcons uh, kicked the can on, on, on whoever they may be, you know, coming down the road. So, yeah, I was wide receiver, but like you said, you can never have too many pass rushers, man. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I keep looking at the Jets, and I'm just like, are they going to keep all these players? You know, we're on Corey Davis watch here on Lockdown Falcons. Feels like the Deion Jones situation like last year with the Falcons, where it's like, I don't think Deion Jones going to be playing for the Falcons again. And at some point, they're going to move on from him. I feel the same way with the Jets and Corey Davis. At some point, they're going to move on from him. But you're talking about pass rushers. I, I can't help but notice a certain player that the Jets spent a lot of money on a couple of off seasons ago, got hurt. And then they've ever since then, they just kept adding pass rushers. Paying guys, you know, Quinn Williams working on his contract. But mm-hmm. I'm sitting here going like, hey, you know, is there a chance that Carl Lawson could come available at some point in time between now and the trade Ooh. deadline? I don't know. I'm just I'm just yeah, looking I'm at these just... Jets team as, you know, we can we can, we can find some spots yeah. to plug with some of these former Jets. I don't know. Yeah. And then they drafted, you know, drafted another edge rusher, you know, early on this year in this draft, this year's draft, too. So Carl Lawson was a guy I had my eye on. When he was coming out of, of the Bengals, it seemed like it always kind of like get into financial situations with him. Like, all right, he's good enough to he's productive, but he's not good enough to you know keep around. You know, when you start paying that uh, a certain amount of money. So, but yeah, man, I would I would love for Carl Lawson to uh, slide on down here because this is one thing that um, Tanisha and I have been talking about on on ATL Day One is the fact that I'm not quite sure that. The Falcons defense is going to be as multiple as Arthur Smith says. I wholeheartedly believe that they are going to eventually work there, whether it be this year or going into next year, they're going to work this defense into a four three exclusively. And and I and I know that, you know, you, they bought in Bud Dupree, so you know, he's an outside linebacker type fit, you know, three four type fit. But I really feel like they brought um, Calais Campbell in for a reason, and then they drafted Zach Harrison, somebody who is damn near exactly like him. You know, he's just not as tall, um, but from a length standpoint and that 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 true four three defensive end prototype build, that's what I feel like they're moving towards. And I think that Carl Lawson would be a guy that I feel Ryan Nielsen would absolutely love. Okay, well, you know, we'll, 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 is this the week that we trade for Corey Davis? We might have to start up. Is this the week we trade for Carl Lawson? We might have to start that up here on Lockdown Falcons as well. But uh, we'll wrap up today's episode with Jarvis getting his thoughts on the Falcons 2023 schedule. The Jets are on that schedule. But we'll talk a little bit about, you know, maybe a game or two that Jarvis has already circled where he feels like, okay, this is the game where we're going to find out what this Falcon team is. And we'll get into that to wrap up today's Lockdown Falcons. So, guys, wrapping up today's Locked On Falcons here with Jarvis Davis of the ATL Day Ones podcast. Go check it out on Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now that the schedule is out, Jarvis, you know, I'm curious what sort of was there a game? Was there a stretch of games where you felt like this is the part of the Falcons 2023 season and schedule where it does feel like if this team is going to be something this year, we're going to learn that. Was there any uh, game or, or stretch of games that stood out to you on the schedule? 
To be honest with you, man, like I, I started looking up and down scheduling, and, and to me, to, for me, I feel like it's that it's the beginning of the season because when you start off with the Carolina Panthers, a divisional game. Now, and a lot of times when you have coaches, first year coach, head coaches, true enough, you can go back and watch the film of what he's done in the past, Frank Wright, that is. But there are always going to be nuances. They're like he's never had a quarterback that's under six feet or other six two or something like that. Or I forget the stat that, that it was. So he's going to be working with Bryce Young, and then they're trying to sell us on this actually being a competition and Andy Dalton. So you don't necessarily know who the starter is going to be at this point. And I feel like the Carolina Panthers are probably going to pay that, play that game up until to the game comes about. So it's always going to, it's going to be the element of surprise with that. And then I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on Jordan Love, so I don't really care about that. But when you start getting to the Lions and then the Jaguars in week three and four, I feel like that's going to be – people might laugh because of the tradition that the, of suckiness that they, they, that they were involved in. But – Jaguars, I feel like they're on the up, they're on the up and they're on the up and up because they actually have a real head coach, a guy who actually coached NFL football, um, and Doug Peterson. And then when you talk about the Lions, I'm not necessarily all the way sold on them, but that is a team that the league actually likes because we're talking about Kansas City opened up against the Detroit Lions. Like, what are we talking about here? So, and then also I think it's a nice little caveat too. The fact that they actually drafted a uh, a running back in the top twelve as well, and Jameer Gibbs, like nobody thought he was going to go that high. So I think there's a, a, a interesting storylines between all these teams. And Dan Campbell, like, is he really a really a head coach? He's a rah rah guy, whatever. Those are, those are my thoughts in my in my head. But I really think that those those two games right there, and then you know the Jaguars element. All to add on that. Not a lot of Falcons fans are going to be rooting for Calvin Ridley. Not necessarily against the Falcons, but they're going to be rooting for him to do well because, you know, a second-round pick will be not very nice if they were to um, go ahead – Jaguars were to go ahead and um, sign him to a, con- a long-term deal. So, I think those two games that kind of that really stuck out to me at the beginning of the season and then also, the, obviously, the opening game because I feel like that's the Falcons' pathway to the postseason. They have to win a division. And because I really don't feel like they can get up into a spot where they have a good enough record where they're going to be able to get a wild card because I feel like this division is not going to be – I think the game, the, the division winner this year probably will be to win 10 games. So I feel like the Falcons can get there um, to the, get the division and then get into the postseason because, you know, when you have all of these different elements and that, that to start the season – like you said, with a divisional opponent, I feel it's going to be something that to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. I think, you know, how they start the season, I think, will go a long way to determining if this team can live up to those expectations this year with the Falcons making the playoffs. And, you know, you, you mentioned the Jaguars, you mentioned the Lions, as you say, teams that aren't traditionally known as being, you know, teams that most teams circle you know most teams when they're circling the schedule they circle those teams like, yes, oh, that's, a, that's a win yeah <laughs> yes, yeah you know exactly like, like hmm, okay that's a that's a test yeah. for us but you know both of those teams just like you know the falcons are the you know the falcons aren't the favorites to win the nfc south if you look at FanDuel, but jacksonville is the favorite to win the afc south detroit Absolutely. is the favorite to win the nfc north so those are yeah. teams that if you're the falcons and you're saying we're a division winner we belong in the postseason you should be able to go toe to toe and beat other divisional winners, right? Absolutely. And so I, yeah. I think that makes absolute sense that you know if this team can you know get a win, divisional win against Carolina, get a a, a conference win against Green Bay, 
you know, get a win against Detroit, get a win against Jacksonville, you know, get off to a 4-0 start or even a 3-1 start. I think that's a, a very promising sign that this Falcons team is definitely heading places, uh, you know, in 2023. But uh, Jarvis, I appreciate your insight uh, into the schedule as well as the uh, rookies and the draft class. Any other thoughts you have percolating uh, about the Atlanta Falcons as as we, you know, we're midway through the month of May? I really like Bijan. Jarvis, I, I, I couldn't quite hear that. Could you speak up a little bit? I really like Bijan. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, got a chance to meet him, talk to him. That, that dude is very likable. I almost asked him that question. I was like, dude, why are you so likable? <laughs> like, I want I don't want to like you. I really don't. Like, because man, this that's why I say, man, this can be something, man. Like the Falcons can be on to something very special. They just gotta execute, man. Like, and I will be okay with being wrong with drafting a running back at number eight overall. I don't mind being wrong. Because if the Falcons are able to go out and average 25 to 30 points a game, you know, they did it at home last year. They averaged 25 points at home last year. So I'm not asking – that's not a tall feat, you know what I mean? I'm not asking much. And we know what was at who, – who was on offense last year at okay. the quarterback position and all that good stuff. We had plenty of conversation about Marcus Mariota. We don't want to start that. But I, I really feel like the Falcons can be on to something, man, because I feel like this dude, B. John Robinson, he has something. Uh, you know, meeting him in person and everything like that. I think, and then the film doesn't lie. Like, you can just look at the film and see what, what he brings to the table. So, this is going to be very interesting. I feel like Arthur Smith is going to be sitting on the toilet coming up with drawn up plays, man, all season, dog. It's going to be, this dude is going to be, he's going to have a lot of fun. And he will never admit it, though. Like, he won't even act like, like, yeah, man, you know, we're just going about, you know how Arthur Smith is sometimes, man. He, He's not that – he can – he'll be a little snarky, but I really feel like he's going to be – he's going to be – he's just a smiling man. He and Terry, both of them, they're up there smiling, looking at each other like, yeah, we did that job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, I like Bijan. Uh, uh, all okay. that to say, yeah. All right. So, guys, <laughs> there you heard it. <laughs> we, we've come full circle, you know. I even had people in the in the comments on ATL Day was saying, "Dang, Aaron was right." I was like, "Golly, man, give me some time to dog on process this thing first before you start dog on rubbing in my face, man. Come on, dog. Let me dog on. Let me see. Let it seep in my pores first. Like you know what I'm saying. Let me talk to the man first before I start saying what I need to be said, man. Come on, man. We all know Aaron's a Falcon prophet. Come on, now we ain't gotta." Confirm that again, you know what I mean? That's what it is, dog. <laughs> Some things you have to come to grips with in life. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a Falcon's prophet. That's okay. I don't mind admitting that. It's all good. Yeah. It's all love, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, guys. That's where we'll leave it here on today's Lockdown Falcons. Tomorrow, we will probably have uh, Trevor Sikama of Pro Football Focus talking about this Falcons draft class. And I think we'll have uh locked on utes talking about uh clark phillips on tomorrow's episode so continue to make locked on falcons your first listen and of course jarvis let the people know what they should be checking out as their second listen on atl day ones and hitting hard over at locked on sports atlanta yeah guys we got 
E all the all the episodes for you. Got a locked on Braves postcast. You know, Braves ain't doing too well right now. But hey, man, y'all come check the postcast out. They're giving you why. They're telling you all the why. That's why. That's why you should come check them out. And also, definitely, um, Tanitra and I on, on ATL Day Ones, and then John Chuckery hitting hard with John Chuckery. That's going down Monday through Friday. So make sure you guys come check us out. You know, all the everydayers that come over to Locked On Falcons podcast, come every day for the Locked On. Locked on Sports Atlanta. We got you. We got you covered on all the sports. Let's go. There you go.